0: Hey everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of TSC, here to present you guys with a special look at the Action Martial Arts Hall of Fame weekend, the Oscars of Martial Arts, sponsored by Alan Goldberg and our great friends at Bullion. We're kicking it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy these interviews with celebrities, including Ray Mercer, Chuck Zito, Vincent Pastor, and much more. First up, Sasha Mitchell of Kickboxer and Step-by-Step fame. Here for TSC and Bullion, we're kicking it with our friend Sasha here at the Action Martial Arts Hall of Fame weekend at the Tropicana. Sasha, how's this weekend in AC treating you so far, man?
1: Oh, we love it, man. I, I love coming here because while well, my sensei's here and, and sensei Sarah, his wife, and all my friends, all the grandmasters, it's like a thousand grandmasters and black belts uh, all brought together. And you know, it's a convention, but it's really a convention of martial artists, for martial artists. So, For me, it's like old home week. I love it here. I love the people. And thank Alan Goldberg for sending me out here.
0: Is it weird being not the toughest guy in the room? (laughs) I'm never the toughest guy
1: in the room. I'm the softy. I'm just a welder, man. I'm a sweetheart. You know, like, it's funny. I look scary, but I'm just drawn that way. You know, I'm not really. I cook. I raised four kids alone. I do. I paint nails, do the hair, detangling spray, the whole thing. I mean, they're big now, but yeah. It's funny. I love these guys here. The thing is, like, I think they're all the same too. You know, they're always, always martial artists. They're always the sweet ones that are polite and trying to help people. You know, it's tough guys really fall first. I think that's how about it works. And that's the anti-bullying campaign. It's always the tough guys. They're the ones that are like the bullies. They're causing trouble. The nice guys don't cause trouble.
0: And I feel like too with like martial arts. Because you're disciplined, because you have that power in you where you know that anytime you can defend yourself, I feel like you have more of like a, a greater respect like towards people and like how you act, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of that stuff comes from fear. You're right. You know, when people are scared, you know, they have to like bluster and act tough, you know, but any one of these people, they don't have any fear inside them at all. They don't care. Like uh, since they used to say, mind over matter. I don't mind, so it don't matter. You know, like whatever you say. Do it, you know, and that, that I think that's all martial artists. They don't have fear, so they're not antagonistic, and then they're not rowdy and they're not, you know, the bullying type.
0: What came first in your life? Because you've been doing both for a long time—martial arts or acting? Um, you know, like I think boxing was very first.
1: You know, even at the PAL, I used to go to the PAL over in uh, in Queens, and martial arts started uh, was one thing led to another like that before acting. At all. I was doing, uh, I did some commercials. Remember that? There was like a drug commercial I did that was like, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. That like won all these awards and I got, I did, wait, I started out actually the Calvin Klein stuff. So it was modeling, like Calvin Klein and all that. And then I did the public service announcement against crack because that's when crack had just come out in like 82, 83. And uh after that, I did like a movie of the week where I spoke only Spanish in it. It was an ABC movie of the week, and um, it was Ricky Nelson's daughter, Tracy Nelson. She got sent down to South America and then supposedly met me, and I only spoke Spanish. It was like that kind of a thing. So it started out with other kind of TV and and movies and things. And then the first feature I ever did was um, with uh, directed by Terry Leonard, who was like the biggest stuntman ever in the world. He did all the biggest high falls and like he's in the indiana jones series he's the guy that got dragged under the truck you know by the way yeah terry terry leonard's like the best stuntman there ever was and he got a movie directing and he put fred dreyer in it he used to be like a rams quarterback and i had just got out of military school and he threw me in that movie because i already knew how to drill with rifles and stuff he even told me he said he was going to hire um john wayne's son and uh he had told him he want to do it, but he didn't want to cut his hair. He didn't want to learn how to drill with a rifle or whatever. He's like, so, Sasha, man, you're it. And I was, like, 18. And we went to Israel, filmed the movie. And, uh, yeah, I turned 19 when I was there, I remember. And I was so sad. I was like, man, that's it. I'm 19. I'm old. Like, I'll never be as fast. I'll never be as strong. I'm, I'm like, 19. It was really funny. Like, I had no idea. You know, like, even at 51, I'm stronger than I was at 18. I'm benching, like, way more weight, you know. But I, it's because I never stopped lifting weights my whole life since I was, like, 13. First thing I ever bought myself in my life was a weight bench. I was, I was bagging groceries, and I saved up and bought a weight bench. I was 13.
0: And with acting, too, like, there's a lot of highs and lows, of course, especially when, when, you, when you start out young. And, like, when you're in uh, Hollywood or doing any kind of production, I mean, nothing can really like, prepare you for that. But you said you went to military school. You did boxing. You done weight training, of yeah. course, martial arts. How, how were those outlets able to help you kind of cope with all the trappings of fame and acting?
1: You know, I think it was really my children, um, honestly. Like, I didn't, you know, I had a lady that I hired. that was, She was my housekeeper lady. And I got her a van, and she would drive and pick my kids up from school. I dropped them off in the morning and went to work. And then she would pick them up and drive them to the studio. And then I would drive them home and cook dinner. So I don't know about all those Hollywood trappings. I was born in L.A., and in Hollywood. So I wasn't, like, from some rural town, and then Hollywood struck me. You know, I was born and raised there. To me, it was, like, actually acting, actors, models, that was, like, a bad thing in my house. My dad was in the garment industry. I, had, I, I didn't tell my dad for, like, a year that I was doing acting. And finally I got a movie. It's called Spike at Bensonhurst. And I got the lead over Ernest Borgnine. Like, I was the star in the movie. And I had to tell him that I was acting. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't such a thing in my house that it was would trap me anywhere. I've always just been the balance of uh, the martial arts gives you balance like that it doesn't let you drift off into like some Hollywood realm. But I I too, I was there. And the bonsai too, you know, I was raised uh, the California Bonsai Society and then eventually actually the Nampukai the Grand Masters. My father's trees are like, you know, at the National Arboretum in D.C. and Descounsel Gardens my father has trees named masterpiece trees at the nippon bonsai society in in tokyo so i think that started me really young with balance and you know love when you love nature you love the trees you know it's like when the creator he designed the world he said which one of my creatures is going to take in all that kills my other creatures and give off what gives life to the rest of the world and and also be you know be able to be a victim to any one of them and can't defend themselves. It was the trees. And if you learn that kind of beauty from trees and nature and you love it, you understand that. You understand the creator and the balance in the world. Hollywood has got nothing on that. You know, it's like there's it nothing.
0: Well said. And I can't believe you're 51 years young, man. You look about at least like 10, 15 years younger. So I, I, got, I got to get on your aging plan. Thank you. Thanks, man. Just stay in the gym. Yeah. Stay in the gym,
1: cook, and be happy. That's another thing that people like miss. You know, when things happen in your life and and they hit you hard, like if you live your life positively and you get up, go to work and be happy, wake up your kids and get them to school and it's exciting every day, you're under the governance of man. You're happy and you're doing it. If you don't and you start being depressed and sad and this and that, you fall under the governance of heaven. And if heaven has to govern you, usually it's like a punch, a kick, you'll get an elbow, maybe a knee, you know, and wind up in the hospital. And then you're like... What do I do? God, please help me. When you get back on track, you get healthy again. It's the first thing people do when they get hurt. God, help me. Right? But if you always live that way, all the time, you can live three, four lifetimes in one life. You know, and do your corrections and bless everybody that you know and help everybody that
0: you see. That's the way to live. Positively. Love the advice, man. Before we let you go, where can fans find you online and what have you got going on in 2019? Oh, uh, I've got that... Twitter is Sasha, at Sasha727,
1: it's my birthday, and on Instagram, I think it's the real Sasha Mitchell, and on Facebook, it's Sasha Mitchell, but um, there's a picture of my son and I, like this, you know, I got my arm around him, so that's the one that's actually me, and then uh, 2019, oh, we did that movie, Father and Father, you know, Dr. Bob produced it, and Mark's in it, and uh, Tom Renner, Mark Goldberg, they played two priests that are like in a church and then uh, Chuck Zito goes running in and he's like, hey, father, you got you to gotta hide me, you know, and uh, he's like, ah, forgive my sins. And then I run in with a bunch of guys to go and shoot him while I'm trying to kill him because I already shot him once, but he didn't die. So this is like the, the short that we did. And then uh, now they're trying to make it into a series.
0: Fred Ricciani here for TSC and Kicking It with Vincent Pastore. We're here at the Atlantic City Martial Arts Hall of Fame run by Master
2: Alan Goldberg. Sir, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. 20-year anniversary of The Sopranos. We're all running around, signings, appearances. Uh, They're talking about, um, they are, they're they're, they're putting together um, um, a prequel of the movie uh, I'm healthy I'm happy And I'm down here With my friend Chuck Zito And uh, no I never did any martial arts But I was a boxer When I was younger
0: Okay You were a, you're a boxer When you were younger is, is it weird though To kind of be in a room When you're not the toughest guy Who said I'm
2: not the toughest guy
0: There were some rumors Of course I didn't say that
2: Why Because I'm a big pussy
0: I don't know about that I did, You know th- There were some people That said you know what We might be able to Take you on in a fight You know obviously I, I would never challenge you But you know we, We've heard
2: some things From uh, maybe Mr. Zito Or Chucky, Chucky don't talk bad About me no No I mean I, I, I can handle myself Yeah I'm 72 years old I'm old enough To be your father You, you do not look 72 sir how old, how old are you? I'm 29 I'm old enough To be your
0: grandfather <laughs> You look great though What's your secret aging man You look, you
2: look great um, I work a lot I keep busy I burn, People say to me, I can't believe you work every day You're someplace to you travel uh, You know, when I take a day off from home in the house, I live on City Island You know, I'm getting caught up on my uh, Paperwork and I teach So I'm going over scenes and stuff But uh, I travel a lot I think the traveling And the energy and uh, watching your diet Keeps you a lot younger
0: is it crazy to think that it's, it's been 20 years since The Sopranos I mean it is such an iconic
2: well-remembered series do you ever get tired of being remembered for a Sopranos role no I actually I think it's awesome that um, here I'm 20 years later and I be, I'm able to uh, meet people who are very uh, and they were so much into that show and, and new people are watching it you know because it's, they rebooted it on, on, on HBO again it's, we get new fans it's really nice that uh, it's been a 20-year run, and, you know, we're like the, the godfather of television, you know. You know, the godfather's always played on television. And when people watch The Sopranos, no matter what episode they happen to turn in on, they get caught up into it, and they'll watch it again, you know. Uh, television, tel- good television, uh, good writing, good films, people want to watch them again. You know, how many times have you seen Raging Bull? How many times have you seen... Um, Good film. West Side Story, I mean, you know, Goodfellas. Uh, if it's a good film, you're going to want to watch it again. And do you feel like that technology has only helped
0: the legacy of The Sopranos and your acting career because it's so easy now for, for people to watch and people that, hell, may not
2: even been alive during like the original run of Sopranos are now watching and catching up. Well, technology has hurt our residuals because if you watch it on YouTube, and st- we don't get any money. But um, no, it's all good. You know, it's like this thing I did, Shark Tale. I did this with De Niro, Michael Imperioli, Jack Black, and uh, animated uh, features. The residuals are unbelievable because um, years later, kids—you know—you have a baby and they grow up, and like my granddaughter just watched it for the first time. You know, so an animated thing, you you get your residuals forever. And, and now with Sopranos, we'll get residuals forever, you know? So do you feel like the, the streaming
0: and everything, the, it still has a way to catch up, kind of like syndication as far as like paying the actors and everything? Because at the end of the day, while it's, it's nice that you can watch these shows, the actors still got to get paid.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, Screen Actors Guild is really on top of the residuals. So one way or another, you get a, a check from something. I mean... I'm getting checks from State of Grace I had like one line in it I'm getting checks from Goodfellas I had one line in it And they're on top of that You know So when you got a project like this Which is, uh, you know Like when I do a Y Five-O When they rerun it again Screen Actors Guild you, you get a nice residual check This is a good way to live And I have my pension now From Screen Actors Guild You know So say, well, Vinny, what are you doing here? And if you got a pension This is called gas money <laughs>
0: Now, you mentioned before uh, at the top of the interview the the prequel that they're working on for The Sopranos. They are casting James Gandolfini's son. I don't know how much interaction you've had with him over the years. Uh, I wish him the very best, but those are some awfully big shoes to fill. Uh, What's your assessment on him taking on this role and stepping into the
2: spotlight? Well, number one, the role isn't that big. I mean, it's not all about him. It's about the family. It's about his father and his Uncle Junior and his mother. Um, no place like the, ultimate. the kids I don't think they're going to have that big of a part in the show yeah. but they're in the show you know and I think it's beautiful that Michael's playing uh, uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's role you know again I think it's a beautiful thing
0: we're also here for Alan Goldberg's charity, Bullion. We're kicking it. Can you just talk a little bit about the importance of educating kids through martial arts, or in your case, boxing, and through sports, and just positive reinforcement as far as how to grow up and overcoming the obstacles in front of them?
2: Well, when I was a kid, uh, we lived, me and Chucky grew up in a tough neighborhood, West New Rochelle, and we were taught somebody comes after you, grab a stick, and you hit it with them. Now the kids are being taught how to do martial arts They don't need to grab a stick They know how to defend themselves And it's very important also for young girls You know uh, The martial arts is very very important Plus it's, it, it trains your mind You know I meet some of these kids uh, Like today And they're really good kids You know And they're tough kids so, um, what I'm beginning to learn from uh, being around martial art people like Chuck, and you know, uh, it, it's, it, it cultures your mind, you know. So, if I had to relive my life all over again, I'd want to come back as Bruce Lee. He, Not a bad life, right? He was a badass. One of all time movies ever, 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 is uh, Enter the Dragon. But well, Bruce Lee and John Saxon, awesome movie. could watch it over and over again. You want to talk,
0: you want to talk about legacies. You talked about The Sopranos and, and everything else. But, I mean, Bruce Lee and, and martial artists and martial arts and movies, I mean, that can leave a lasting impact. I mean, you're still talking about it to this day decades later. I mean, that's yeah.
2: pretty incredible. Right. Yeah, well, uh, uh, James has gone down, Gandolfini has gone down as one of the most iconic characters on television. And uh, people surrounded him. Uh, Michael who played Christopher, Steve Shripper, Bobby Buckcalaard, Tony Srico, Paulie Williams. These are our second names. I walk down the street. I even when I signed this stuff, I signed Big Pussy. <laughs> this is, you know, this is this is this is our legacy, you know, uh, my daughter, uh, she, you know, she's a little embarrassed, but uh, she knows her father's nickname is Big Pussy. <laughs> And before we let you go, where can fans find you online and everything you got going on? Well, the next time I'm down here, I'm at the Bagada on February 9th with Michael Imperioli and Steve Schripper. We're doing a Sopranos event, and you can get tickets at the Bagada. And then um, uh, I'm doing a play with little Steven Van Zandt up in the city at the Cutting Room, and I'm doing a lot of television, but that stuff really is, isn't coming out yet. But the thing that's really running around with me now is... Sopranos With that we say goodbye We'll see you again And forget about it We're standing alongside Martial arts and
0: acting legend Don the Dragon Wilson Here at the Action Martial Arts Hall of Fame Mr. Wilson How's your weekend treating you?
3: Great You know I've had a lot of fun I've, I've met a lot of uh, new people and, and of course it's always great To see all my friends uh, Before uh, we were starting The new year together Before the year 2019 starts And you're looking great these days I believe you were
0: just Doing a seminar How'd that all go?
3: Yeah, very good. I, I, I taught uh, self-defense because even though I'm known to be a kickboxer, what I basically teach is the things I learned as a kickboxer that all martial artists can incorporate in their self-defense.
0: And what is that? What are some basics? Because I feel like when you're just a regular civilian, you might say, oh my God, like I'm not an expert. You know, Where do I go? Do I choose karate? Do I choose kickboxing? Are, is, are there kind of some basic skills that all forms of martial artists
3: can be taught? Uh, you know what, I think that the basic martial arts, are they're pretty similar, you know, they teach us uh, power and punches, power and kicks and things, it's kind of a similar way, and they just have different ways, they call them styles, different styles of getting there, so uh, I think they all have value, and uh, you know, Bruce Lee used to say, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, he used to say, I'm all styles, no style which means he studies as many as he can, but he's bound by not one. Like if one says, oh, we don't do our punches that way, but he likes doing it that way, he will do it that way because it's his own personal style. And I kind of followed in his footsteps. Now we're here on behalf of Alan Goldberg's
0: Bullion. We're kicking it charity, which is fantastic work here. Can you talk a little bit about martial arts, how it's positively impacted you and the kids that you've helped?
3: Well, certainly it's impacted me because it changed became my whole life. I mean, I took it just for exercise, really. I was an athlete. I played football and basketball. At the time, I was in the Coast Guard Academy. And uh, I took Goju from Chuck Merriman, who was my first instructor. And uh, it was because it was offered at the uh, United States Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut. And then when I, I left that after a year, uh, because I wasn't really satisfied with the military lifestyle, so I, I went back to Florida, and I took Kung Fu for my brother. And I got my black belt in Pai Lam Kung Fu. And then from there, in 1974, I started kickboxing. And I had my first pro fight in 74. And I ended up fighting for uh, till 2002, which was 28 years I fought as a kickboxer. Um, the movie thing came later, and that Chuck Norris, actually, I got to credit him for giving me the idea to move to LA and try to be an actor. Because Chuck used to go to my fights, and um, uh, he suggested it to me.
0: Well, definitely a good friend to have, <laughs> one way or another. Now, you, we talked last year about you were funding The Martial Arts Kid too. The Martial Arts Kid
3: was a very yes. successful independent film. Do you have an update for us? Well, the script is completed, and um, they've got enough funding. If they wanted to shoot it in L.A., they probably could shoot it really quickly in L.A. But my brother likes going on location. He's done two films in Florida, and I believe he had a very good um, experience shooting in St. Peterb- Petersburg, Tampa, and he wants to relocate it to there. And because of that, I think it's going to be bigger budget. It's going to have a lot more action and, of course, you know, uh, a lot more, more short stars than the last one. Well, we're certainly looking forward to that. Before we let you go, sir, where can fans find you online? All right, well, I'm on Facebook. I'm you know, although I don't manage the Twitter and the all those other kind of feeds, um, uh, I, I do keep on track on Don Wilson. And the picture is me holding a microphone like this, <laughs> and so you'll you'll know it's not a fan one uh, or some fake one. It's actually mine. It's got my face, and I was at a film festival actually in Burbank, and I took the picture. I said, "Yeah, yeah, that'll be my picture."
0: Staying alongside actor, martial artist, Chuck Zito. Mr. Zito, how's your weekend going? My weekend's going great. Just be
4: here another year. See Allen Goldberg's uh, Academy Award of Martial Arts right here. Of course, that's the Martial Arts Hall of Fame, so we're here again. That is
0: a badass gi, my friend. Every year I, I see at one of these things. You're looking younger and younger. You haven't aged a day. What's your secret? <laughs> well, actually, I lost 30 pounds recently,
4: so... Uh, I guess it made me look a little younger.
0: How'd you do that?
4: Uh, ba- basically, let me tell you something. You don't have to train. Diet. Diet. I haven't even been in the gym. It's just diet. And I used to be a junk food junkie. Ate everything. Cookies, donuts, Malama's soda. And I cut out all that. And I just, you know, I have chicken soup a day and, 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 and coffee. I lost 30 pounds in four months.
0: Well, you certainly look fantastic, and I think that's advice that people, people will definitely take. Now, we're here on behalf of Alan Goldberg's Bullion. We're kicking it organization. Can you just talk a little bit about martial arts and how it's positively impacted your life and kept you out of trouble? Well, I don't know if it kept me out of trouble.
4: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been in the martial arts. I, I started boxing when I, when I first grew up. My father was a professional boxer, so he taught me how to box. Yeah, I became an amateur fighter. I was in the Golden Gloves four times in New York City. And then, of course, after seeing Bruce Lee and the Green Hornet on TV, I wanted to be like Bruce. So I went to uh, Aaron Banks Karate uh, Academy in New York City and started training in White Crane and Tiger Claw Kung Fu on the Master Chin. And then went on to issue karate, Chikita Jiu-Jitsu, Kamiti Ru Jiu-Jitsu, VR Jiu-Jitsu, and I trained with Henzo Gracie and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Uh, one hell of a background now before <laughs> now before we let you go we talked a couple years ago about McGregor Mayweather which you correctly predicted that fight went down I feel like the last couple of years boxing's really made a comeback being on national TV more often and then the big fight with Fury and and Wilder Pacquiao Mayweather may fight again what's your outlook on boxing for 2019
4: Well boxing uh you know there's only a few few guys out there who are, who are people who know of course Mayweather and he's Semi-retired. He's fighting again. He just went to Japan and beat that kickboxer uh, who's a great, you know, uh, he's the best boxer out there in his time. Uh, it's definitely changed from years ago. You know, there's no more alleys and Frazier's and, and uh, guys like that and Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard's. But, uh, you know, the main thing to now is the UFC. I mean, a lot of people turn towards that. But boxing's coming back. I mean, you have the Triple G who's had Fort Canelo, and they're fighting a the third time, I think. Uh, but it's picking up. I mean, boxing went down a lot. And that's why a lot of people are tuning into the UFC.
0: And before we let you go, where can fans find you online? And what have you got going on for this year? Uh,
4: I've got three movies coming out this summer, one called Honor Amongst Men. I'm doing two TV uh, series right now, one called Paper Empire in Miami. I'm working with Mike Tyson in LA called uh, Tyson Ranch, and uh, just. Whoa, wait, I'm sorry, sorry, to interrupt. Is, is that
0: Tyson Ranch the marijuana
4: ranch he's working on? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he has his own marijuana ranch now, and uh, uh, Mike's an awesome guy. I know Mike over 30 years, and he's he's an awesome guy. And uh, but uh, they're doing a TV series on him, and I'm involved in it. So I play his bodyguard oh, okay. because I was his bodyguard in real life. He had some events, and I walked him in a ring at a few times. And uh, we've be, been close for a long, long time. I was at the Tyson Brawl with uh, Lennox Lewis. You saw me when I was in a club, when I was at Hells Angel. You saw my back patch getting in a mix of the fray. And So me and Mike go back a long time. You know? And now he's got his own marijuana ranch.
0: <laughs> you guys have had one hell of a life. Thank you so much, Chuck Zito. Thank you so much. TSC and kicking it, standing alongside boxing legend, the nice, the kind, the generous But the always merciless, Ray Mercer, looking great. A few pounds lighter, about 40 pounds lighter. We're here at the Atlantic City Martial Arts Hall of Fame, put together by Alan Goldberg. Mr. Mercer, how's your weekend in AC
5: treating you? Oh, man, this is, it gets better with time, man. Every time I come, it's better and better.
0: And you're looking better with time. Before we get to everything you're doing with Kicking It and the boxing
5: world still, what is your secret? You look great. Well, just leaving the alcohol alone for a minute, you know, um... I dropped 40 pounds by quit drinking. This is my going into my 12th month, and uh, that's that's my secret. It's, pr- it's pretty amazing, and
0: I gotta say too. Over the years, we've talked about boxing and if it can make a comeback, and it's always kind of been pretty big, but. Can it be consistent? And I feel like over the last year or two since we last spoke, I mean, it's really gotten bigger. I mean, you had the Mayweather-McGregor freak show fight, but then you had you know, the amazing two back-to-back Canelo and Triple G fights. PBC is now on Fox. Manny Pacquiao, just by Adrian Broner, and that did a pretty good buy rate. Uh, what's your overall assessment right now of the state of boxing?
5: Uh, it's not as good as it was back in the maybe, maybe the 70s and the 80s, uh, maybe the 90s. But uh, it's, it's certainly a different generation nowadays. I mean, it's like after maybe 10 fights or so, then you can get a title shot. You know, we got champions that, that don't have experience. And, and I think of all our trainers right now, all our good trainers, they, they're training foreigners. And, uh, you know, that's taken away from the Americans. I think uh, we need to get our trainers to start training our fighters again.
0: What's your assessment of Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? Two guys with two different backgrounds, both considered you know, the best at the heavyweight division. Really kind of, I feel like, put heavyweight boxing back in the spotlight with their fight. At the time we're recording this, we're not sure if they're going to fight again right away. But they've definitely got momentum on their side and got a lot of people talking.
5: Yeah, I think it, I, thought, I thought it was a great, entertaining fight. Um, I thought, by far, Fury won the fight. Um, you know, it's just a shame. I've been robbed a lot of times before myself, and for Tyson Fury... To not get that fight, to me, it was just, it was just a hurting feeling. Um, you know, Tyson, he worked hard for it. He's, he's beating his demons. Um, he should have took them titles home. Dante Wilder, on the other hand, I feel sorry for Mark Breland because he's not showing any fighting skills at all. And he, Mark, Bre- Mark Breland has been training him for, you know, some years now. So he, he he it was like an embarrassment to the heavyweight division to have a heavyweight champion throw punches like he was throwing punches.
0: Now, in fairness to Wilder, though, I mean, he's being all comers and everything. So are you saying like, from like a pure boxing standpoint you'd like to see him kind of improve? Because as far as like, pure talent and, and power, he's, he's getting by on that. But do you think like, long term, if he wants to really cement his legacy, he's got to improve?
5: Well, I'm going to tell you this. There's a saying in boxing that um, if you look for a knockout, you're not going to get it. So that's where the, the strength, you take the strength away because you're going to have to use your brain and you're not always going to be able to knock people out. So you have to know how to fight other ways. And I'm just saying, I feel sorry for Mark Breland because this guy must not be listening to him. Because Mark Breland is the gold medalist. He's, he's, a, he, he's on the best, one of the best Olympic teams ever. And uh, he knows his boxing. And uh, for, for Wilder to come out there throwing punches like he's throwing, I, that tells me that Wilder's not listening to Breland. Because I know Breland knows what he's talking about.
0: Pacquiao Mayweather, too. I know both guys are kind of past their primes. That fight's not officially official yet, but it looks likely. Mayweather's 42. I believe Pacquiao's 40. How do you see that fight going down?
5: Um, I, I, I'd want to see a good fight. Um, I don't know. Pacquiao looks awfully good now. Um, you know, they once they say it's, it's a box, standing box, once you beat a guy, then you should always beat him. Um, I, think, I think Mayweather's a smart fighter. I think he, Mayweather will come out on top again. But I think it'll be a great fight. Do you still give Tim Sylvia nightmares? Uh, I think if you ask him, I think uh, every now and then, you know, after getting knocked out like he got got knocked out, I think he still thinks about it.
0: And on a lighter note, we're here for Alan Goldberg's anti-bullying charity, bullying. We're kicking it. Can you tell us what brings you here today?
5: Well, you know, I've been with the the, the kicking it, the bullying thing now for eight years. And uh, I like to feel like I'm a a good spokesman for it. And, uh, you know, this is one of the reasons I come up here to meet Jenna Marie and, uh, you know, try to get some sponsors for some of her events. Some of our events, and uh, we're going to put on one um, this summer. It's going to be great. We put on a golf a golf outing uh, on the uh, March first. Um, it's going to be a great event. Uh, we need we need sponsors. Uh, Gina Marie, she's doing everything she can to help these kids. Um, you know, and she's been in a recent accident, and she hadn't been able to. You know, really, it's been hard for her. So right now, we need more help for the kids. If you've seen the work that she does with the kids, man. You guys would would come and and help out, and that's really what we need, because she has a heart of gold. Hey, I'm Sasha Mitchell. When it comes to bullying, we're kicking it together.
2: Hey, this is Vincent Pastor, and as far as bullying, we're
5: kicking it. Merciless Ray Mercer, and we're bullying and kicking it together.
4: Hi, I'm Mick Foley. Foley, We're kicking it together.
5: Philippe Nover here. Family Chef Vince.
3: I'm Chef Amanda. I'm Chef Cindy from Hell's Kitchen.
5: Hi, I'm
4: Chef Barrett, Season 11 Hell's Kitchen. Sean Wilkins.
3: Hi, I'm Kaylin.
4: Hi, I'm Plexico Burris. Hi, I'm Eddie Alvarez. Bullying. 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 We're kicking it together we're kicking it together
3: I'm Don the Dragon Wilson bullying we're kicking
0: it well everybody I hope you enjoyed that special look at the Action Martial Arts Hall of Fame and all these celebrities coming together for a great cause that is bullying we're kicking it for more information visit kickingit.org and if you like what you see if you like what you hear please feel free to subscribe like us on Facebook like our official YouTube channel follow the TSC News podcast on SoundCloud Spotify Apple and Google Play and until next time everybody As always, enjoy the fights.